1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get stuck into a busy European midweek for Scottish clubs. Rangers are through after a 1-1 draw away to Servette with PSV up next. Lager Bielka's arrival is imminent for Celtic as they look to bolster defensive options and Hearts say no confirmed interest in Lauren Shankland ahead of Rosenborg as Hibs head to Luzerne. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Marvin Bartley. As you said there, Gordon, the big one today is about Rangers progressing through. You know, the objective was complete. You know, some people might have things to say about the performance, but the most important thing was that they got through and now they face PSV in the next round. Obviously looking forward to their game at the weekend against Morton and obviously Celtic in the Cup as well. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, a bit of a... I gave me two halves in the the game last night. I actually felt Rangers started pretty well in that first 10 minutes. Uh, out with that chance but what a big save it was for Jack Ball and had it not been for him on the night particularly in that first half it could have been a different affair but Rangers got there in the end again truth be told if a little bit more ruthless up front they could have had a couple of more goals in that second half and I said that Lager Bielka's arrival was imminent timing magnificent <laughs> he is here a five year deal Celtic fans literally just been announced breaking news for you so what do you make of it Gustav Lager Bielka he's joined Celtic on a five year deal Subject to international clearance What do you make of that Celtic fans Hot off the press Or whatever the social media and radio equivalent is So get your calls in on that one And anything else It is 01419511025 As the guys have alluded to clearly Last night was a big night Rangers fans So what did you make of it Where's the balance between Happy at being through And maybe looking for a better performance Or is it all just about getting through Is that enough to keep you warm at the moment and the improvements can wait for another day or were there still things that maybe worried you or things that you want to improve on a bit quicker do let us know whatever you made of last night I'm sure you watched it or you listened and you've been catching up on it what did you make of the Rangers performance last night 01419511025 there is that new signing for Celtic we've got Hibs and Hearts in action tomorrow Lawrence of Arabia perhaps is the chat as well so it's all happening Marvin Bartley it really is. As you said there, you know, obviously Celtic confirming the signing now. Obviously the rumour's been going around for a little while. Brendan has made clear that he wants to add to the squad and improve the squad. A five-year contract lets you know exactly how he feels about the player. Be, be interesting to see how he comes in and impacts it. You know, will he start off the bench and then slowly introduce him? Or will he be a player that Brendan thinks, do you know what, he's ready to go straight away. So I think it'd be exciting one for Celtic fans. I think the rest of this window, I think they'll add a couple of new players to themselves as well. Yeah, profile is something we tend to look at in terms of signings these days, Kenny. 23-year-old on a five-year deal. So that, that that has absolutely no bearing on whether he'll be any good or not. Only time does that, but it's the show of faith from the club and it's the type of signing that Celtic try and, and uh, secure at the moment. It is, and at, and at that age, if he comes to Celtic and he develops and he gets in this team playing at the level that Celtic are playing at in the Champions League, then it's one that they won't make money on, like they have done with numerous players over the years. So you're absolutely right, the profile, again, even the transfer fee, it might look a little bit hefty, but when you're uh, when you're Celtic and even Rangers, if you can get players in and the right players and they perform, you're going to be moving them on for a good bit more. And of course, big night tomorrow, when you're a big Hibs man, even though you've been... You get distracted at the weekends nowadays. You've got other things on your mind. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a massive night for Hibs. Um, a huge one, not only for Lee Johnson, but for the football club as well. You know, the money that it's worth going through and then obviously setting up a massive tie with Aston Villa, the John McGinn derby they're labelling it as already, um, which would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, listen, they, they need to go across and, and obviously get through kind of like Rangers did yesterday. And, you know, I watched the first leg live and, you know, it was a lot closer than the scoreline suggested. Obviously, Hibs getting a third goal very late on. But no, they're in a good position. Just need to go through now and, you know, get through to the next round, as I said. Come on then, 01419511025. It's such an easy one to kick off the day after a big European qualifier. What did you make of Rangers last night? How happy are you that progression has been secured? PSV up next and then of course we dig a bit deeper what did you make of the performance what was good what was bad there's still a lot of new signings there work in progress so what is working and what's not working give us a call Kenny Miller is here he had a close eye on it as always Marvin Bartley as well 01419511025 where else do we get those calls in good weekend though a win for the Dunhamers? Yeah, it was it was a good weekend. You know, the goals came quite late on. Um, but no, listen, we we're always in control of the game. We conceded against, you know, the run of play and I had full faith that we would we would win the game, but didn't think it was gonna take that long to get the two goals, Gordon. I had a few lads on here to, a bit to say. It's for the best because you, you were getting it tight in here. <laughs> Honestly. Let me tell you. Who who was in? They had your tracksuit available in Dumfries charity shops <laughs> within the next week if you didn't turn it around. Was that Mark and, you were and getting it Gordon? Tight. Well, Mark's, Mark's breaking tracks so did end up yeah, in a charity shop say, yeah, on Great Western Road, well. so that's where it all comes from. <laughs> he lives to fight another week, Ken. Well, well, I love how he said he was quite confident he could come back, sitting here three days after <laughs> coming back from 1-0 down. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a big win. It's always nice to get that first win of the season as always well. Always under control or something like that. Anyway, 01419511025. Right, Rangers last night. Come on, give us a call. What do you think? Kenny Miller, what do you think? Give us a flavour of last night. Is, is it... Getting through, first of all, that the priority. Job done, yep. first and foremost. I think for like for a Rangers point of view, you want to see the the new signings progressing. You want to see the performances getting better. You want to see the team as a, as a whole getting better as well. I feel it was quite a a good solid away performance in Europe. Uh, when you go one 0 down as well, like it was. It puts that little bit of pressure on. You need to show a bit of character. You need to show a bit of resilience. Again, particularly when you're away from home, that you can actually dig in and not let it get on top of you, which for a little spell in that first half, it actually looked like it could. But uh, I think at half time there was a there was a big change. Rangers came out in the second half. They were a lot better. Uh, I said I think they could have scored a few more goals. I mean, they had a big chance in the first half as well. Uh, I know Servette did as well, but that, that opportunity for Danilo at the back post for a, a wonderful pass for Cifuentes probably should have been converted and, and get them back territory. in it. Yeah, well, you know what mm-hmm. it is? Like, I was speaking to somebody about this last night. Like, it does probably fall under the sitter category and it is effectively an open goal. That's not an easy chance. When it's, it's, I mean, Cifuentes is absolutely fizzed it across the goal and he had to fizz it to beat the defenders. And Danilo Times is running well there and it's bouncing into him on his weaker foot. Listen, he has to get direct on target, but it's not as easy as obviously what everybody will look at and just think that's an open goal. I mean, Marv, you know, this is miss, not an easy technique it. Don't to ask on the opposite foot. <laughs> would you, you know? It's you, I'm surprised. Nobody manages to scuff it in, probably, <laughs> aye, but, but it's not an easy, uh, it's not an easy technique that when it's coming across. Listen, he's mm-hmm. got to score. I'll give him that, but look, trust me, it's not as Strikers easy a chance as what it looks like. Strikers Union, you know, 01419511025. Tom is a Rangers fan. What did you make of it last night, Tom? Hi, good evening, Kenny. Good evening. Marvin, Hello. Hello, I hope you're all well. Good, thanks. So the, Rangers, the Rangers game last night, mm-hmm. I thought uh, 
Raskin had an excellent game. But my point to Kenny and Marvin is how long how long do Ranger think they how long do they think Rangers can keep him? Because I think he'll just get better and better. I like these questions because if we say that people get really angry that we're moving players on and trying to get rid of people so it's good when fans come on and, and uh, do it for you um, is I mean it's like he's not he's not going anywhere right now I, I can't imagine but is that is that the is future it, is he the standout or was he a standout last night as Tom says I thought he was very good last night uh, I must say I, I felt he's maybe started a little bit slower this season and what I expected him to when he finished uh, well pretty much since he came in, in, in the building at Murray Park he was uh, he was outstanding his performances were getting stronger and stronger and I really expected to start him like the season super strong he maybe just easing himself in but last night he was absolutely everywhere you know and there's one thing about him he's, he's a I mean again I don't know is he a 6 is he an 8 is he just an all round midfielder but he's got some serious drive for the middle of that pitch. He can easily outplay an opponent. He can drive and take the space. I just thought he was everywhere last night. And just when you thought he was maybe getting a little bit tired towards the end, you've seen him tracking back, nicking the ball off them and going again. Yep. So, I mean, Tom's right. He was absolutely outstanding. I thought Cantwell, again, has been pretty good over the last couple of games as well, to the, the, the two January signings. So, it was a solid performance for a lot of players last night. And I think particularly in that midfield area, we're asking, sorry, Sifuentes, Jack coming back and adds something as well he gives you a control and Cantwell as well I thought they looked super strong last night Was he a standout for you? Yeah he, he was um, you know I think Kenny's talking about is he a 6 or is he an 8 I, I wouldn't even want to pigeonhole him I think he can do a bit of everything um, Well I we think... need to pigeonhole him <laughs> Marv, you're either a 6 you're an yeah. 8 you're a 10 you, you no. can't be a box to box now <laughs> I thought he was absolutely brilliant as, as Kenny said there you know the drive and his quality on the ball and there was one point that Tavernier played a pass out to him that was slightly overhit, and two you know Savet players were chasing after it and he showed his physicality to barge one and he got a foul off the other. And, you know, he was absolutely knackered at the end. But that's what you want from your centre midfielders. You know, players like him in big games can take the game by the scruff of the neck. I agree with Kenny. Has he been up to the standards of last season so far this season? No. But yesterday, for me, is absolutely fantastic and he's showing what he's all about. I mean, talk, talk about sidestepping Tom's question. Tom wants to know how, <laughs> how long is he going to be here? Is that, is that a realistic question ultimately Rangers need to start doing that don't they I know fans don't like to think about good players leaving but ultimately Rangers need to start doing it quickly Listen, essentially I think, I think you see Mabassi moving on and Aribo moving on and these types of guys they're, they're kind of falling and again it's no copying Celtic's model it's a, it's a model every football club's got they want to bring players in they want to develop them and they want to sell them on for a profit and Rangers have have, have been done it over the last couple of years like I said with Aribo mm -hmm. and Bassi Raskin falls into that category. You know, he's a young player brought in, Belgian, a youth international with Belgium. He's come in and he's been superb for the last six months. So he will be catching the eye of teams. Listen, hopefully it's not before the end of August. And it might be maybe, <laughs> well, uh, maybe this time next summer, if, if anything, and Rangers got a good season out of him. And uh, for me, he's going to be a big part and have a big part to play if Rangers are going to have any success at all this it, year. It just goes against your instinct as a fan, Marvin. Whoever doesn't, doesn't need to be about Rangers, no matter what the club is. If you've got a player you like, you think you want to like him there for the next five years and, and maybe even longer, do, on this occasion, Rangers fans in particular need to get their head round the fact that, that the idea probably is to, to, to go when the time is right. And I'm not saying that's this window, of course, but... Yeah, I think I think firstly that you know Rangers fans will have a little bit of time to enjoy him. Absolutely. You know, I know not, not yeah, just now. Yeah, exactly. He he was very, very good yesterday. And if he can consistently perform at that level, you know, in that those types of games, especially, you know, for Rangers to get to the Champions League, as Kenny said, all eyes will be on him and it will be a model. They bring players in for X and sell them for Y, and then they'll look for the next Raskin. So, you know, that that's the way it is gonna work. But 
in order for that to happen, Rangers have to be, you know, being successful he because it be means good. he's exactly that means he's playing well. So, you know, it, it's, it all works. But I think Rangers fans will get to enjoy him for a while yet, Tom. So don't worry about that. What man. else did you make of last night, then, Tom? What else stood out for you? Was there anything that you weren't pleased about, or was it just get through and, and worry about the rest later? I was just happy, really happy to get through. But I think they'll need to up their their performance against PSV to get through the group stages, and hopefully. They make the group stages, they won't be so embarrassed as they were last season because that was a, when they got to Champions League last season, they were, I think they got the, had the worst performance than my Scottish team in a few years. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, the PSV task is obviously going to be so much harder. Rangers have made an act of just digging these things out, you know, in the last couple of seasons. How, how much of a step up based on what we've seen from all the teams involved? Well, it's a, it's a step up for the game last year, I think. I think they're a better outfit. Uh, well, they definitely looked a better outfit against Durham Grass uh, over, the, over the two legs. But you're right, Rangers have not really come unstuck in that type of game against that level of opposition over the last week. I mean, to go back to the Champions League... Malmo would be the main disappointment, Yeah, absolutely. It? But when you look at the teams that have came through, even into the Europa League, you know, when, when Steven Gerrard first come, it's a, it's a long old trek to get for where they were into the group stage of European football. So it's uh, this is going to be a big ask because PSV are a very, very good team. Uh, they've got the game in them. They, they, they need to improve. There, there's no doubt about that. It'll be a big first first tie at Ibrox you know you've got to use that that arena as a as a real positive and, and to influence on a negative side of the other team but the only way you can do that is by starting on the front foot being aggressive putting them right on the back foot and getting the crowd behind you early on uh, they've done that in stages in the game last year but again it, it's no blueprint you see you need to get a result because Rangers went away last year and mm. got the 1-0 you know, they need to defend and not give too much away. I mean, if you look at that chance uh, in the first six minutes last night, that was right through the middle of Rangers' mm -hmm. defence. Distances weren't quite right. James Tavernier probably wasn't round enough uh, to close the gap between him and Goldson and they almost got ex exploited. Uh, wonderful save for Butlin. But that should have been a goal and it should have been a goal after six minutes of the game. So they'll have to be really, really right on their game. And at this stage of the season with a mountain of new players, I think it's fair to say there's a lot more to come for this Rangers team. But against PSV, they're going to face a big, big test. Yeah, because it's, it's never as simple, Marvin. Although I asked the question, you, you, everyone, the football fans are never going to wake up and say, oh, well, we're through and that is all that matters mm -hmm. and I'm not thinking about anything else at all. You watch a game of football over 180 minutes. Is there still a lot of, of room for this Rangers team to improve? I think so. And I think Michael Bill will be hoping so as well because, you know, as Kenny said, with all the players that have came in and trying to gel them together, etc., you know, a word that we're hearing an awful lot at this moment in time. I think by the time they get to PSV, there'll be, a, you know, a couple more weeks down the line. And listen, big players that you, that you sign for that amount of money are big game players. You, you sign them for a reason. So the bigger the occasion, the bigger the performance for them individually and you expect from the team. So... Yes, Michael Beale would have cared. All he cared about was getting through. But come PSV, he'll know his team will be better. He knows it's a bigger occasion. They know what's at the end of those two legs. And I think he'll get a bigger performance out of the players. Tom, are there any of the new signings that are not not progressing the way you wanted them to? Or have you got full faith that they all click? No, I think they all look pretty good. I'm hopeful for this season they could might a challenge the title they hope for one the title at the end of the season but only time will tell mm, I have, but thanks guys for letting me on a pleasure I've got no problem with any fan being optimistic that's the, the aim of the game my, my gut's telling me that not all the Rangers fans who watched the game last night will be as forgiving as Tom on some of the new signings is that fair? Uh, 
I think it is fair, but again, it's, it's, what's that? Four games in now, <laughs> four games into the into the real mm-hmm. into the real games. Forget the pre-seasons, which by the way, there were some brilliant pre-season games that Rangers had in real tests against good opposition. But it's four games that count, you know. So it's early, early days. Uh, Michael's talking about not wanting to rotate the squad too much and have a real consistency in the lineup, which I think is absolutely the right thing to do. Uh, for me, I'm looking at the mm. front area of the pitch, and I'm probably still not sure. Who is yeah. the best ones to play? Who do you when you're trying to get everybody up to speed? But I wouldn't say if it'd be a front three, a front two, whatever you want to call it. I'm still not sure who the best ones to play yeah. are. And it's about the players grabbing it and making the manager think, I can't leave this guy mm-hmm. out. I just think at the moment there's, there's nobody really done that. Because that's the point. You take what Kenny says, don't want to rotate too much, want players to get a chance and, and, and get those minutes. But Dessers and Lammers came out the team last night because presumably they hadn't quite done enough to, to force a, a place in that team. So, so Sima comes in, did he do enough to stay in? Are these the questions that are ringing loudest for Michael Beale at the moment? Yeah, I think so. I think the top end is probably the the one where he doesn't really, as, as Kenny said, you know, doesn't know who his number one striker is, and that's not a, an ideal situation to be in for any manager. But also what I will say about the front players, listen, forward players are confidence players. The biggest confidence players you'll get on the football pitch. So, you know, once they get a couple of goals and they get up to speed, because you have to remember, these players have been pulled from absolutely everywhere. You know, they're just coming into it. They probably, as I always say, when players come to Celtic and Rangers, they don't believe, they don't know the size of the clubs until they're actually there. So now beginning to realise the size of the clubs and the pressure that's on them. You're expected to score every single week. They would have never had that before in their careers, no matter where they've been. And it's something they have to embrace. And, you know, obviously Michael Beale believes they can do it. But I don't think you can start writing people off after four games. Football, what a crazy, crazy game. <laughs> Thanks to Tom. But what do you think? 0141951025. You agreeing, disagreeing with what you've heard so far? What was last night all about Rangers fans? Positives, negatives, anything else at all? Pick up the phone and let us know. Celtic fans, you've made a new signing. Always a good time to get in touch and let us know what you think. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde <laughs> One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Marvin Bartley are here at 0141-951-1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB if you want to share your footballing opinions tonight and please do Rangers game last night what did you make of it Celtic have confirmed the signing of Gustav Lagerbielka what do you make of it you want to look ahead to Hibs and Hearts tomorrow you want to throw some random transfer dreams or speculation our way we are here for it any Queen of the South fans want to back on Marvin Barber <laughs> that's absolutely fine 01419511025 let's go back to the phones and bring in Ian who is a Rangers fan how's it going Ian Aye, okay, thanks. Good, what's your point? Um, it's just about the, the range of supporters and the way that a lot of them are constantly getting on the, the, the team's back. And uh, yeah, I mean, they've seen a couple of performances where it's maybe gave you a wee bit of concern, but we've got to remember that these people are just in the door. They're coming from another country. They're trying to find a way of playing football that the manager wants them to play. And um, they've played on a, a plastic pitch uh, at a commander, which is never never great for anybody. Um, but they've been in and they've done the job that they've been asked to do. And uh, even yesterday, uh, sorry, last night, a lot of them were on social media at half-time, okay, it wasn't. 
a brilliant performance, but look, the heat over there is really like, kind of intense even at that time of night, and I think they were pretty pissed themselves. There was no way they could play that intense football for 90 minutes. I, I think they were just scared they were, they were maybe going to run out of a bit of energy, so they kind of like, pretty pissed themselves and, and pick up the pace in the second half. Kenny's at mitigation for the first half, or is Ian been too generous? I love the generosity by the Ian, but I would say no. I wouldn't say Rangers are going to have tried to pace ourselves at all because you want to get out the blocks, you want to perform uh, right for the off. Otherwise, the tie could have been gone. You know, I mean, like I said, apart from a few good saves for Jack Bond, it could have been. So uh, I don't think that would have been a ploy. I do agree with Ian that the Rangers fans are, are very, very demanding. But again, that is nothing new. But it is a new team. It is going to take time. And the support, again, I, I go back to the, the support that Rangers had on the, on, on route to the uh, Europa League final. And it was absolutely out of this world. I've never heard anything like it. And it had, a, without uh, underestimating it at all, it had a massive, massive impact on every level of opposition that came to Ibrox over that time. So they're so, so important to get behind us, this Rangers team, because I've been at uh, the, the games at home and it has got a little bit anxious, a little bit touchy towards the end. Uh, in the Servette game, definitely 2-0 up after 15 minutes and it felt it was just going to be like the perfect night. Well, at the end when it was 2-1 down to time 10 men, the Rangers fans were getting edgy and really anxious. And the same was going into that last 12-15 minutes of the Livingston game on Saturday. And then they got the three goals after uh, after the 78th minute. So uh, it is going to take a little bit of time. And at the moment, again, the first game I said against Kilmarnock, the job's been done. It's a two-legged affair against Servette. They're through at the playoff round. They're one step away or two games away now from reaching the Champions League for the second year running. And they've got their league campaign up, up and running on Saturday with a good convincing 4-0 win against Livingston. So it's really, really important that, yes... Uh, the performances have to improve and the players need to understand what they're representing but it is going to take a little bit of time and sometimes it does take more time than, yeah. than any fan wants D Does this not just all come back Ian to that old cliche but you know you don't get time in Glasgow and forget Glasgow last night Rangers could have gone out of the Champions League qualifier so whilst what you say is true you can't necessarily expect everyone to hit the ground running in that competition you, you kind of have to so those Rangers fans at half time we're just worried that they were going to drop out of the Champions League because players weren't performing. That That's understandable, is it not? No, I mean, it's understandable and it went to a certain point. But they're not, they're, to me, they're not taking into consideration that it's practically a brand new team that are still trying to knit together. And it's fine saying, oh, uh, yeah, we're in Europe and we need to hit the ground running. That isn't always possible. And I know... That if Rangers would have been out last night, I've supported Rangers my whole life. I know they would have been healthy pay basically if they'd have been out and everybody would have been shouting for uh, the manager's head and saying the players are rubbish and this and that and that's thing. I do get what Kenny's saying. Yeah, there has there has been a few concerning moments. There has been uh, defensively and missing open goals in like last night. But um as I says, I mean it, it you bring players in and you say to them, right, we need to hit the ground running. And are they, they all know what they're getting themselves into. If they don't, they, they learn very quickly. But uh, it's not always going to work out like that. I'm not saying you should, nobody should be concerned about it. But we expect everybody just to knit together and, and, and become a team. There's no easy games in Europe. Absolutely none. And they were a, 
and they weren't a great team, they were a half decent team that could have put, yeah, they could have put Rangers out, but if Rangers wouldn't have signed any players and kept the same players for last season, they could have still put Rangers out, they were a decent team, you know, I think they've got to give people a little bit of leeway. Listen, all I'd say on it, Ian, is right, I get it, it's a new team and there's a lot being made about the new signings. And by the way, I'm, I'm right behind it and, and, and I know it takes time. I've been in the teams and I've been in dress rooms where you sign a lot of players and it does take time and it takes a lot longer for certain individuals than others. Last night, out of the 10 outfield players, seven of them were there last year. You know, so any team mm-hmm. in this country, when they're playing, so when you face, so Kilmarnock, for instance, facing Rangers, there were so many new faces exactly. and they got the job done. Celtic have got new faces. Aberdeen have got new faces. Rangers last night, again, take Butland out of it because he's in the goalkeeper and I'm not taking the, the goalkeeper's just union, I'm taking him out of it. I'm not, not at all taking out of it. But you've had Jack Barrisic, Golden Suter, Cantwell, Raskin and Tavernier. I mean, they've been here, they've, they've played together and you've tried to incorporate Danilo Simon Sifuentes, who, by the way, Sifuentes, who I thought was another mm-hmm. impressive performance last night. The biggest thing for Rangers, I think, is, yep, defensively, there's still a few tweaks that, that need to get better, but it's effectively the whole front of the, the, the team. But last night wasn't really that case, you know? So mm-hmm. I think the performance levels have to get better. There's no getting away from that and it is going to take the new signings time. But I don't think Rangers fans or you can be using this excuse. I mean, how long do you go on for this excuse about this new team that's going well, to gel? I mean, you know, like last night I said, there was three three players out of ten that were in that, that were new faces in that, in that outfield starting lineup last night. Yeah, yeah I know, but Kenny, my point would be is that Celtic, yeah, they've won their two games, but they've hardly been convincing either. I mean, some of the fans haven't been convinced by them either. Um, they've lost a couple of goals to, uh, was it Ross County? And they, they lost a goal to Aberdeen, all right, they're winning. They no, I, I don't winning. think that's Kenny's point. Yeah, I think but, Kenny's point is, Everybody's got new faces, so we, yeah. we can't just always allow no. that to. And, and there wasn't that many last night. If that was the theme of eight new faces, maybe a bit more understandable. Anyway, Marvin, in the end, it was an old faithful combination that got Rangers through. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, and I'm sure, you know, some of the passes James Tavener played earlier on in the match. I'm sure people would have been shouting at their TVs or the radios if they were listening to it. And, you know, he comes up with another big goal, um, hence why you need him on the pitch. But just to touch on Ian's point there, you know, I, I get the first half performance and what a lot of people are saying, but you have to remember, there's two teams out there. You know, nobody's going to roll over, especially in Europe, and they've all got the same dreams and aspirations to get to the Champions League, you know, the bonuses that it brings to the club and the individual players. Nobody's going to roll over for Rangers or Celtic in Europe and say, do you know what? Go, go and beat us just because you've got a bigger fan base than us. Go and beat us. So some teams will live with them for 45, 60 minutes and maybe be the better teams within, you know, sections of that as well. But at the end of the day, Rangers went through, you know, they showed their quality in the second half. You know, maybe the, the opposition put so much into the first half that, you know, they're out on their feet in the second half. So, you know, it's a 90-minute game for a reason. And also, again, against Livingston, as Kenny said there, scored three late goals. Livingston, you know, with Rangers. And as David Martindale said, you know, for 75 minutes, he felt really, really confident. It's a 90-minute game. And this is why you have those players. And this is why Michael Bill's trying to incorporate the way they do play by keeping possession, tiring teams out. And, you know, I think you'll see Rangers and Celtic for that matter, score a lot of game goals. Sorry, in the last quarter of games. You'd have kept it to two if you were still at Livy, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. No chance exactly. it would have been four on <laughs> your watch. Um, as Marvin says, social media was a is always a divided place, but particularly last night because there were those in the Rangers fan base who were pointing out there he is again. It's the right back. If we need a goal, we go to the right back. How many times is he going to dig us out of a hole? Then there were the others who were saying. He's been terrible tonight, which is which is something that you know James Tavernier is always subject of of a lot of scrutiny, isn't he? 
he is. He's again. He's the captain, and that's he, that, that. That comes with extra scrutiny and and and, uh, and responsibility as well. Which again, I think there's been a lot of a lot of chats around in that over the years as well. But but what he does, and I've said it numerous times on this show, he's there every week. He stands up. He, 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 he's counted. He's never hiding. And more often than not, if Rangers need something, whether it be a goal or an assist or a moment. He's always involved at some stage. And again, like he says, it was fair corner. I think they got it wrong. It ends up, but he's just stayed up because he can smell mm-hmm. it. He's from a right back. It's actually crazy because he is hungry to score. He's hungry for goals. I've seen it. I've seen it in training and I've seen it in games. And he's just thought, you know what? I'm, he's, he's seen with the ball. He's just thought, I can be a threat in here. And he's got in there and it was a wonderful ball. Yep, the goalkeeper might have misread the cross a little, but he's there to put it in like a striker would. You know, so he's a man for the big occasion. There's no doubt about it for Rangers. And he has been for a number of years, whether it be domestically, whether it be in European games. He's, he's always there. He stands up and he's counted. Uh, thank you to Ian in Glasgow. Let's go to the capital. I spent the day in the glorious capital. So let's bring in Gary from Edinburgh and see what he's got in his mind. Gary? Well, personally, I thought, I thought yesterday we were lucky to get through. I think... In terms of the performance wise it was it was never a uh, it was never a a kind of uh, a great overall performance. Mm-hmm. We could have done with King Kenny right enough, but uh, <laughs> I I think we uh, we we still got through and that's the that's the main point. We got through and we've just got to go again against PSV. Yeah, I mean ultimately yes. Then behind the scenes you're immediately looking at what you can do better in order to help you get past PSV. That has to be the way it works, surely. But that's the same for Marv's team. That's the mm-hmm. same for Marv, yeah. his team. You know, you finish your game, you'll look at it. I mean, again, what you what you giving the Rangers performance out of 10? Six and a half, maybe a seven, because it's an away, it's an away point and you get through. But there's always, always going to be things to work on. You know, this team has to be, has to get better. And you said right at the start of the show, going, it's a work in progress. You know, it's going to take time. I mean, you look at the, again, I'm going to go back to it, it's the top end of the pitch, because I think the back four pretty much, when everybody's fit, picks itself. Jack Butland is going to be the goalkeeper for the foreseeable. The midfield three of Raskin, uh, Sifuentes and Jack, or whether it be Raskin, Sifuentes and Cantwell, depending on what Michael wants to do at the top end of the pitch, I think it's three for four. You know, it's at the top end of the pitch where you're talking Lammers, you're talking Danilo, you're talking Dessa, you're talking Seema, Tom Lawrence when he f- comes back in there. Cantwell can actually push one up probably like he did last night and playing a little bit more of attack mm. and roll. So it's just finding the right formula and the right combinations at the top end of the pitch. And there's one thing that has to get better, and Michael's talked about it even into last season. Rangers create a lot of big chances and they do miss a lot of chances. What I would say is you don't score for every chance, but when you're getting these big moments in these big games, you have to take them. Go through them then, Marvin, those attacking players last night. Assess them individually. I, I think, you know, I'll be honest, out of the, the attacking players out with Cantwell, I don't think any of them would have been happy with their performance, you know, or their contribution into the game. Um, you know, and that's what's expected from them. You know, as, as Kenny said there, top-end players, they're, they're the money-makers for you. You know, they win you games of football. You can defend and you can keep clean sheets, but to win games of football, you have to score goals. And I just didn't feel at the top-end that anyone was, was going to do that. You know, it takes the right-back to go up there and, and score his goal. But again, I, I think out of the attacking players, I don't think any of them would have came off that pitch and said, you know what, I contributed to today's performance in a positive way, the way that they can do. I suppose it was a big night for, well, for let's go Sima as a starter because he's the one that kind of comes in as, as Dessers and Lammers yeah. come out. Did we not see enough? No, no, no I, I didn't think so. And I'm also, you know, I'm trying to work out what the, the ideal shape is for those attacking players as well. Is it a 4-3-3? Is it Cantwell coming in into a diamond behind them and having two strikers? 
it doesn't, they seem to be, you know, floating between two or three ways of playing at the top end, which again, doesn't help, as Kenny will tell you, attacking players. They need to have a settled way of playing. They need to know where their partner is, whether we're two up front or I've got two wingers either side of me with a number 10. So I think Michael Bill's still experimenting with how do I get the best out of these players. But Seema for me didn't, didn't do enough yesterday for me to think, do you know what, he's going to be a, a shoe in for, for the next game. I don't think we'd be surprised if any of the two out of the four or mm. one out of the four started in the next game or three were mm. on the bench. You, you know, you wouldn't be surprised by it. And that's where that experimentation process then, Kenny, is, is still ongoing. Because if you were to pick someone from the weekend who maybe made enough of an impact to force them win, you maybe would go Rabi Matondo, except it wasn't in the European squad. Is it, is it actually, although we're obsessed with the four kind of new players, is, is, there a, is there a lot there for Michael Beale to consider before he, he knows what, what's the best combination? Listen, there's, there is a lot of options there. I mean, you, you, you've thrown Rabbi Matondo on. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, I know in the past yeah, yeah. he's not really set the head no, on no, fire. Absolutely, but he made a big impact in the game at, at the weekend against Livingston. Again, you've got Tom Lawrence. I keep coming back to it. I think Tom Lawrence is mm-hmm. going to be a big player for Rangers. Says at the start of last season, I think I actually tipped him to be maybe one of the player of the seasons. Obviously, he got an injury earlier on, but he started really, really well. Do you think but, he can play with Cantwell, though? I absolutely think yeah. he can, yeah. I do think he can. I think he can have a similar role mm-hmm. to what Cantwell is. And I think if the more Cantwells you have in your team, then the better chance you've got to actually win in games. So... I do, uh, I think there's, Michael needs to work out quickly, but you know what it is? At the moment, like Marvin says, there's not been anybody who's actually maybe done enough to convince Michael, I deserve to be in this team every single week. There's going to be guys that will be, because it's just, because there has to be. Mm -hmm. There has to be two or three of these four or five players playing every week. So, but I don't think any of them have really grabbed the jersey as yet. And again, it's up to them. It's not just about Michael finding the right combination, but the guys taking it with, like the bull with the horns and saying, you know what, I'm going to be the main guy in this team and I'm the one that can carry the goal-scoring threat for this team and the jersey's mine. Uh, thank you very much to Gary on the line. It's 01419511025 if you want to join in and please do. But before we go any further, let me tell you about this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Now get your calls in We're going to talk about Celtic's new signing Because they've just completed Gustav Lagerbielka's deal So Celtic fans What do you make of it? But before we go on to that Let's hear from Aston Who was at work When he got the cash register call Worth over £22,000 Wow That's fantastic That'll help her A lot Mainly got her husband's uh, Stone for his grave He passed away Six years ago She really needed it She deserves it Honestly, he hears some of the stories. His partner Charlie's about to head back to uni and train to be a paramedic, so winning the cash register will really help take the financial burden away. Now it's your chance to win £23,223 tomorrow when we make the next call. To enter now, text YES to 61025. That's YES to 61025. If you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow, Thursday the 17th, Answer within five rings. Make sure you know the correct amount. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entries £2 or call 0330-880-4523. The calls are charged at a standard rate, over 18s only, and all the rules for this hit Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. So text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £23,223. Good luck. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller are here It's 0141-951-1025 So please do join in on the phones 
or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. If you're watching our new live streaming option on Facebook, Twitter or YouTube, hope you're enjoying that. You can get in touch there as well. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. Uh, and keep everyone happy. But Colin, let us know what you're thinking tonight. We've done a fair bit on Rangers last night. Still time to do more, I'm sure. But let's switch focus uh, to Celtic's new signing. So Celtic fans, right now if you can, let us know how you feel about that news. It's been bubbling away this one, hasn't it? Gustav Lagerbielka, he is here on a five-year deal. So what do you make of that? Are you still expecting more defensive options? I know the way this works. You've been searching YouTube for this guy. You've been reading everything about him to find out how he is and how he's going to fit in. So get all your thoughts over to us, please, on the phones right now. Um, as we said, Marvin, we've known about this. This hasn't come out the blue, but Celtic getting it over the line and uh, I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will be happy with that. He's in the building and can start start working on it. Yeah, like you said, it's been bubbling away for for a little while. Um, maybe it's been sped up because of you know the injury to Carter Vickers at, at the weekend. Um, hopefully he'll be okay. I think Welsh came on, by the way, and, and was really, really good in the second half. I know Brendan said as much, but he's always wanted to bring in defensive reinforcements. You know, obviously with Starfelt leaving the football club, he wants to bring in one, maybe two centre-halves, and this is the first one coming in. Good age, you know, 23 years of age. Um, as we've always keep speaking about, he's got kind of that sell-on as well in him. You know, he's got a five-year contract, so it'd be interesting to see if he goes in straight away. You know, will he throw him in at the deep end and say, right, we've got a cup game, here you go, here's your opportunity, or whether, as I said earlier, we'll bed him in slowly. But as I said, Brendan, I think we'll add a couple of more defenders or at least one more defender mm. to the ranks. Because, obviously, Carl Starfelt left, Mike Navrotsky come in. So, it, was that it balanced up? That was the debate. It doesn't, you know, then the weekend Cameron Carter-Vickers went off I don't think that's going to be anything necessarily long term Brendan Rodgers praised Stephen Welsh a lot at the weekend Kobayashi's still there um, So what does that if what does that look like? Is this the type of signing though that is, is sort of intended to be there as one of the first sort of three options or three or four? I would say absolutely 100% between Navroski, uh, Lager-Bielka and Carter-Vickers if everybody's fit it'll be two for that three and I think what will happen through time is whoever whether it be Lager Bielka or whether it be Navroski they'll take the jersey and Brendan will decide what one's going to be the partner for Carter Vickers because Carter Vickers is a fixture mm -hmm. in the team and he's so important to them uh, and now he's got two and again they've spent good money on both of them that they've got two options to play alongside them but like you say Welsh is still there Kobayashi's still there uh, so they have now got again we're talking last week that they need cover well they've got quite a lot of options in there whether they're all good options and viable options for Brendan Rodgers we don't know but now that he's got his three Carter Vickers and his two new signings you would expect it to be two for three and they're his players that's just one of those things in, in management isn't it you know I assume because there was some early on in the window that Brendan Rodgers admitted, you know, that the wheels were very much in motion before yeah. he came in. He he then sort of took a look and gave it the thumbs up. But, but the longer this window goes on, and d d d does it have more of his stamp on it? Will he have given it more of an okay than, than maybe some of the earlier ones? Yeah, I think any player you see coming in from, from now onwards is definitely a Brendan Rodgers sign. As he said, you know, he admitted earlier on in the window that the wheels were pretty much in motion and I think the signings had basically been rubber stamped by the time he came into the football club. So... Yeah, th these are his own players, you know, that he's decided he's gone out there, he's looked at and said, right, they fit the Celtic way, the way that I want to play. Um, so, as I said, you know, he'll be happy with these two that he's brought in so far in, in terms of the centre-halves, but I think he'll want to bring more in. He'll want to have a bigger stamp on the team. And he, he has said, you know, the performances have been OK. He, he does expect more, he will get more out of them. But, you know, alongside that, you know, he's still lost draw. I think he's still going to bring in, you know, a, a couple more players, definitely. That'd be him done at centre-half, though. 
I would think mm. so. I think you might start to look at maybe the top end of the pitch, like like Marlon says, whether it be a striker, whether it be a maybe a direct replacement for for Jota. Who knows? But I think uh, a lot of sell. I think O's now injured, so maybe a striker might be uh, might be on the yeah. cards. All right, let's bring in Jason and Govan, who's a Celtic fan. How's it going, Jason? I'm good, guys. Yourselves? Yeah, no complaints in here. Uh, what are you thinking tonight then? Yeah, I'm just uh, listening to the the just the calls that's going on tonight. Uh, and just the negativity for the the Rangers fans um, about people uh, like the players hitting the ground running, and I'm just wondering if they're thinking of the way Ange brought in players very quickly and the amount they brought in, and obviously he hit the the ground running. I know he lost a few at the beginning, but um, I don't. Do you think they're actually seeing that as a model and then complaining that it's not getting done the way Michael's doing it? Yeah, I, I agree with what Jason's saying there. And I said on this show a, a long time ago when Ange came in, I think it was towards the back end of, of the first season and, and the transformation he made at Celtic Football Club. And all of a sudden, every fan around the world is going to think this is normal. You know, what he did, bringing in new players, stamp, you know, putting your stamp on the team, changing the style completely and winning things. And I think, I think Jason's hit the nail on the head. I think it's now put pressure on every other manager going in New players coming in, why are they not hitting the ground running? Because you see it across at Celtic. Why now their players have done it. Why is mm. everyone else but not doing it? It's fair, not the normality. Though, but Jason himself acknowledges at this exact point in mm-hmm. Ange Postacoglu's era, they hadn't hit the ground running yet because we're two weeks in. Well, and they'd yeah. lost, I think they lost three out of six games, if mm-hmm. I'm right, in his first six games, they'd lost three games. So But it does create that expectation, maybe. I, I get what Jason's mm-hmm. saying, but right now, like for like, we can't really make that comparison. Absolutely not. And that's where again in two games time, once Michael's yeah. six games in he could actually have a, a better record than what Ange had in his first six games. So it's, uh, it's way too early, but you're right. You're, I think the general kind of perception was that Ange came in and everybody hit the ground running and his signings were mm. sensational, where I think there's probably three or four that probably were. You know, these Rangers players can still get to that mm. level. You know, this is the whole thing. It's, at the moment, I'll take, the hard thing it is, is you're not, you're not really seeing these positive signs at yes, this moment that's in the time. difference isn't and it and that's the, that's the difference from what I remember I'm talking about the way people react to us from what I remember the early days of Ange Postacoglu were okay right we're not getting results yet but I can really clearly see what we're trying to do here yeah. I don't think we're getting the same feedback from Rangers fans yet no I, I don't think we are either and I think you know the energy that Celtic had at the start yeah. like you said you could see what they were trying to do they were high energy and, and they would burn out you know after 60 minutes because it was a, a massive app adaptation for the players in order to be able to play his way but you're right you're not you're not seeing that from Rangers you know that some of the fans have came on and said they look rather lethargic you know second 45 minutes maybe they are getting a little bit better but for too long in games I think Rangers fans have been unhappy with the style and the tempo they're playing at whereas when Ange came in the tempo was there right away mm. uh, what about your new signing Jason Lager Bielka I, I mean it's very early you won't maybe won't have seen him play but just generally to to add in that central defensive area are you happy to get that one done yeah, definitely, because we need to strengthen in the defence. Um, and it's he's 22, same sort of model, Swedish. Watched him very fast. Um, but it's what you see on YouTube, so you need to see him obviously in a Scottish game. But aye, business done quickly and the replacement's done. So happy with that. If that is the case, if Jason's a good scout, I, I don't know, I wouldn't pretend to know. always think pace would be right up there in the attributes you would look for in a modern centre half I know you obviously want somebody that can do it all yeah. but you know if you were to if you were to narrow it down it would be a nice starting point I think yeah I think that's just for a modern player Gordon I think you know now you have to be mobile you know to be to be a top player and 
you know, as, as Jason said there, he can run, he looks extremely quick and, and he's already convinced that he's going to be a good defender. doesn't know if he can header or tackle, but he can run. So, yeah, Jason's happy. Uh, thank you very much to Jason. What a quick hour that was. Keep your thoughts coming on that new signing, Celtic fans. We'll do plenty more where that came from, but it's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Pundits, I have to tell you, it is not going well this season, okay? We have given away more signed balls in the first two and a half weeks of this season than in any other season before. DL and Wilson, I, I was listening last night, they two are at it. We're nearly head we're, we're nearly level on pundits and listener victories from Beat the Pundit this season. This guy got Move zero on. last week. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> zero for Marvin Bartley. Oh, Will he get man. back on the saddle? Well, Kenny, you've not lost a season, have you? Nah, not yet. Ah, old experienced campaigner. Anyway, one of them will take on you. 01419511025. Please give us a call right now if you can, because uh, you have to get them in before seven o'clock. So beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller. Who else would you rather spend your Wednesday night with? Don't answer that. 01419511025 on the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Get in touch. Let us know what's on your mind. If you're just joining us, not a clue where you've been, but it better be a good excuse. We have been looking back, obviously, on last night's qualifier for Rangers. So, Rangers fans, you are through. How pleasing is that? And then, in a bit more detail, what about the performance last night? Maybe there were things you thought could have been better. Maybe there are new signings you think haven't hit the ground running yet. Whatever it may be. Uh, do let us know PSV next How big a step up Is that going to be Celtic fans Breaking signing news It could not have been Timed better The second we came on air Celtic confirmed Gustav Lagerbielka So what do you make of him If you've done your research How do you see him fitting in And what's next then Where is the, the How close is the jigsaw uh, To completion If there's anything else out there Please share it with us 01419511025 But let's play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk/slash-football. Right, it is beat the pundit time. This time last week, Marvin Bartley was just settling himself <laughs> down for a zero. A zero. It's the first time in a while we've had a zero. You know, you join an illustrious club uh, of former pundits. Yeah, that's my first <laughs> one. Who've had a zero? Let's see what tonight will bring with Marcus and Bishop Briggs. How's it going, Marcus? I'm good guys, how are you? Yeah, not bad at all Have you ever played before? I ask every every night Yeah, no, I've not, no But I feel fairly confident I just shows you, right The popularity of this competition This has been going for Well, I don't know I've been on here six seasons It was going way before that And every single night A whole host of debutants phone in yeah. The chance to humiliate you two Is as popular as ever That's the way I see it That's amazing, Gordon It really is But Marcus saying he feels pretty confident Is bad news for you Yes yeah. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a, a No I won't You can, can't excuse a zero But they were quite tricky last week Yeah Quite tricky yeah. yeah mastermind They were tough So I think they are a bit easier tonight Heads It will be Marvin Bartley And tails it will be Kenny Miller Let's see how oh, we go Should be a tails please Sorry Marvin Oh man <laughs> What Come on Marv Relax uh, I can't relax man <laughs> I really can't Apparently we're approaching The ninth anniversary of the pundit for anyone who cares um, 
you you've ditched the Queen of the South tracksuit. Is that is that performance related? Are no. you superstitious? Or? I had to go home and walk the dog today, so I managed right. to get changed. So let me get this straight: you don't walk the dog in your tracksuit, but you do come. No, in normally here. Ailey walks so, the dogs. I go straight from work to her, but I had to go home great. in between today. And I'm sure everyone is loving that insight into Marvin Bartley's <laughs> Good luck, Marcus. exciting life. Thank okay. You, Good uh, luck. Hope you get better than zero this <laughs> <laughs> Let's give Marvin some greatest hits radio to listen to. So that he can't hear us And we'll get Marcus's clock set up It's 30 seconds You answer as many as you can Marcus And you pass if you don't know the answer Okay? Yep Good man 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now What's the most northerly club In the Scottish Premiership? Ross County Who preceded Lee Johnson As Hibs manager? Uh, Jack Ross Where does Celtic B Play their home games? Bonnie Rig Rose Name, Name a team in the SPFL That have the word City In their name no. Uh, pass. Hearts Europa League opponents Rosenborg are from which country? Norway. What club did Jim Goodwin take charge of in his first managerial role? Jim How many points did Celtic get in last year's Champions League group stage? Two. Okay, let's bring Marvin back. Marvin, can you hear us? I can. Don't look at your phone. There'll be no inspiration on there. I was looking at Footmob. Whatever that is, it can wait. Are you ready? <laughs> yep. 30 seconds on the clock. Marvin Bartley's time starts now. What's the most northerly club in the Scottish Premiership? Ross County. Who preceded Lee Johnson as Hibs manager? Sean Maloney. Where do Celtic B play their home games? Airdrie. Name a team in the SPFL that have the word City in their name. Edinburgh City. Hearts Europa League opponents Rosenborg are from which country? Belgium. What club did Jim Goodwin take charge of in his first managerial role? Aloha. How many points did Celtic get in last year's Champions League group stage? Four. What do you oh. think, Marcus? I'm beat, guys. I think he's beat me. You better hope not, buddy. Oh, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> If he beats you, if you lose this, Mark, it's a season ban. You can't phone in again. No, you can call every Wednesday, mate. Is the, is the confidence out there? I, a guy walked up to me in the gym recently. Well, it must have been a while ago because I've not been in a while, right? <laughs> but, um, to say. Um, but anyway, and said, just want to say, you know, listen to the show, and on, I will, I would beat every pundit, beat the pundit, you know, straight face, serious. Honestly, I don't care, Roger Hanna, and I would beat the lot. There is a there is a level of confidence out there. I bet you didn't say my name though. <laughs> if you win with some of those answers, I'll be disappointed. Really? No, you're bang on. I'm deducting your points for one of them. I, yeah, uh, what's one. the most northerly club in the Premiership, Ross County? You both got it. I can't help but feel these were stacked in his favour a bit, Marcus, because he claims to be a Hibs fan, doesn't he? So, uh, Sean Maloney came before Lee Johnson. You were a couple out on Jack Ross. Oh, nearly, Marcus. 2-1, Marcus. I think you maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, Marcus, I think you just misheard this question, yeah? Where do Celtic B play their home games? Yeah. I said Bonnie Rick Rose, didn't I? Yeah, did you think they were playing their Knicks or something like that? I don't know, that was my uh, thought process. No I'm trying to let you off the hook, Marcus, yeah. just say yes. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It is a, it's Airdrie 3-1 to <laughs> Do you know why I know that? I went to watch them against Hearts B. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a lucky manager. Also, no, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm as unhappy about the questions this week as you were last no, week. No, no, let's move on. I've got three points so far. Who did you play at the weekend? It doesn't matter. Who did you just answer the question? <laughs> Edinburgh City. Edinburgh City. So what? <laughs> the answer to the next question. Unbelievable. Nah. 4-1. You've bribed producer John. <laughs> this is a stitch up. 4-1. <sighs> Who did Marcus say? Can you, nah, can you just, give us his answers, please? Ah, oh, perfect. 
how he, at least knew Rosenborg from Norway. Come on. I'll see far That's a point off that. That's brutal. That's a point off. Rosenborg. Yeah. A really well known name. Yeah, I know, I know. 4 2. It's a good game. Sort of. No, it's not. Jim Goodwin's first managerial job was Aloha. Who did you say, Marcus? I said St. Mirren. I just bottled it completely. Nearly. Again, though, again, he's confident for a guy that imagined two extra points for Celtic in the Champions League group stage. Oh, Give them to Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three for Marcus and a five for Marvin. Barley. Cheers, Marcus. You know, I'll take that. I will take that. Me too. You got my confidence up again, buddy. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Marcus, let's talk football. We've made a new signing tonight. I know you're a Celtic fan, Gustav Lagerbielka. Do you know much about him? What are you thinking about the. The, um... It reminds me a wee bit of UK Kobe yeah, Not in terms of how he plays But it's kind of like a similar sign And not massive experience at a top level But you know similar ages They're both 23 um, But okay looks a wee bit more physical They both look good passers of the ball But I still think we need to do some more business In this window to be honest Yeah what it is are you thinking then Is that the defence sorted what's next uh, I think in terms of centrally Yeah I think we've could probably do another left back and maybe a direct replacement, like star replacement for Jota, maybe if we can afford it. Mm. Do wonder about that area. Um, yeah. If you if you do the numbers, so Tilly was in. You, you've got this, the worst thing that could happen if you're a player is you sign and then get injured because people pretend you do not exist. You're just not even in the conversation. Tilio and Yang are there. Early signs are that Brendan Rodgers will. Eat. Maybe use James Forrest a bit more than Ange mm. Postacoglu did. Haktabanovic is still there. So, is there still scope to go for that Jota replacement, or is it a, is it going to be a combination of guys that are already in the building? Because this feeds into the discussion this week about whether Ryan Fraser's an option or not. Yeah, d- again, I mean, it depends what Brian Rogers wants. You know, like because the the numbers are there. Because you're talking Maeda and Abada, and you've just named another four: Italio, Forrest, Haktabanovic, uh, Yang. So there's numbers there. It's is the the quality because again it's again go back to it, it's, it's quality it's no quantity mm-hmm. you know so you need something Jota was 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 a star you know he was uh, goals he was assists he brought that X factor to the team and that's the thing at the moment that probably does look is not there in that area of the pitch when you lose a player of that quality so they may dip into a player in that area but I think a striker would be would be top of the list as well. Do you think they need to lose a winger if they sign one? Do you think there'll be too many? If you, seven. <sighs> It might be again. That's a player prerogative as well. Mm-hmm. That when you, you look at the numbers, I mean, you think uh, like at Rangers when you see the strikers coming, like Cholak then jump ship, you know, and that's probably a bit mutual. It might be the same at Celtic if another winger was to come in, maybe a Haksabanovic, yeah. who's actually only came in not too long ago, might think well, for my game time might be limited. Like you say, Gordon James Forrest is getting the nod ahead of him as well as, as a. I know he's a substitute from injury, I think, but certainly at the weekend. Um, you're a former Bournemouth player. See where I'm going here, yeah. Ryan Fraser. Yeah, I, you know, I've heard. I was listening to the show in parts yesterday, and, and you know, some people saying that they wouldn't. Do it. There, wasn't was it Mark there? Wilson saying? Mark that, said no. Gordon yeah. said yes, and then we had a bit of a split in the calls as well. If if it was an option, you know, and listen, financially it worked out. Then you know, I think he would make an impact at Celtic definitely. Um, I think still think he has a lot to offer. Don't get me wrong; he's fallen out of a couple of managers, but you know, he's at the age now. I think he's 29 years of age. Where as a wing, he's probably coming into his prime. Um, or he's in his prime, so you know I think he would definitely add to, to the you know quality that Celtic have in wide areas. But as I just said to Kenny, I think if they bring one in, then they you know potentially you're going to lose one because no one wants to sit as you know seventh choice kind of winger at any football club. Is it because Jota was so 
obviously a first choice that people think that there needs to be a replacement where that where that's the same, you know it's the same. Whereas maybe you're just, you're just not going to get that. Do you know? What? I think it makes it easier for the players behind knowing that Jota was the star one. But if you're a left winger and there's three or four of you and you think, well, I should be playing ahead mm. of him, that's when the problems start because the one that's fourth choice thinks he should be first choice. Mm. Where when Jota's there, you know he's number one. You know, and then if you get off the bench and you can impact it or play in cup games. But I think when you've got three or four players of the same quality or believe they are the same quality, I think that's when the problems start. So I do think you need an, you know, a standout one, I, I believe anyway, on, I, on that left-hand side. And I think the fact that Abada's came back into the team, mm. it's like he's a completely different player to Jota. But if you look at the numbers that were provided, there were probably similar numbers in terms of goals. I mean, I think Abara even he hardly played the mm -hmm. second half of last season, but he was still double figures in goals. He still provides assists. He gives you a different threat. His threat is maybe running power and, and how direct he is, where, again, the, the player that Jota was, he's so easy on the eye, he's nice to watch. There's a there's a real kind of European flair to like, the way he plays. So he's just a different player, but there's no doubt he was, he was a star in the Celtic team. So that I think you're right, Gordon. That's why you think we need Celtic fans. We need to sign a, a direct replacement for, for Jota. Well, you've got Maeda who was playing pretty much every week last year. And now you've got Abada who, for me, is a big, big threat in that Celtic team. Marcus, thank you very much. It was nice to talk football, but off you go with your tail between your legs. Marvin <laughs> Bartley has seen you off. <laughs> yeah, cheers, guys. See you later, man. That was Marcus. In Bishop Briggs, he's happy with that, isn't he? What a relief! I'm delighted. I'm delighted. Did you go from zero to five? Well, I got rid of the zero. That was the important thing, Gordon. Well, you never get rid of it, though, do you? Well, I am on five it's, now, so there's no zero. Your, there. It's on your CV forever. <laughs> and I you might have the goal scorers for Queen of the South there on Saturday. <laughs> the questions. Kenny, please leave <laughs> me alone. Do you want to know the worst of it? In the next question that we didn't get to, Ryan Fraser joined Newcastle from which club? He's a former <laughs> Bournemouth player. He's a Bournemouth legend. This guy. Oh, listen, this is my knowledge of football that got me five. <laughs> Andy Halliday got eight on Monday. Marvin Bartley gets five on Wednesday. Mm, levels. Same milk. Levels. Okay, Ricky's a Celtic fan. Have you made much of the new signing, Ricky? I think I think it'd be a great big signing for us. Uh, uh, do you remember uh, Chris Ayer when we came? Mm -hmm. Chris Ayer came as well. We to start came as a midfielder, and I think we educated him to play at the back. He been doing the commando for a year back up, but this boy I think has played enough games that he could go in there. You know, I don't think he'll play. Saturday again at the weekend against the commander on the plastic pitch but I think you're going to get St Johnson and I think it'd be a, a great big signing for us it's another it's another string of our ball at the back big higher just to play you know as a full back and all so the, maybe the boy can do that for us and all so what we're maybe getting here is a guy that plays at the back and we play maybe a couple of positions I think it's a good signing for us I think it's a very good signing and if he's any as good as I am yeah, that wouldn't be a bad profile Because what Christopher Ryer ended up Almost being a victim of that Overall decline at Celtic, didn't he? And then he, you know, he yeah. was going to leave And I, I feel like maybe now that the dust settled a bit You realise how, how good he was Maybe, is that fair? Yeah, definitely fair I think he was he was a top quality centre-half and, and as Ricky said there you know, If the new centre-halves of that same quality Then you know what a player Celtic will have on their hands um, You know, m Maybe he won't play in the cup game with it being on, on, on the plastic, like Ricky's saying. But if I was Brendan, I'd be tempted to put him in. Um, you know, what better place to realise where you are? Like, this is sometimes not always going to be at Celtic Park, you know, with the bright lights and, you know, the, the fantastic mm. pitch and perfect pitch. You know, I, I would probably put him into that. But it'd be interesting to see how he settles and how quickly he does settle. Yeah, Kenny, um, 
whether it is Christopher Iyer, I know someone else said they'd watched him on YouTube, thought he was very quick. Clearly, Christopher Iyer was was very quick. Is it about trying to between the, you know, your centre back pairing or your options, trying to tick off all those kind of main attributes? You know, I think for a defender, I mean, if if you can get a centre back that's quick and he's got good recovery speed, it's a huge, huge asset to have. Uh, again, going maybe a wee bit more older school, you'd maybe want to be aggressive, strong in the air. Uh, and again, modern day football, I think the amount of possession that Celtic are going to have, that you're, they're going to need to be able to pass the ball, they're going to need to be comfortable in taking the ball and, and, and getting the attack started. So there's so much kind of feeds into being a, again, a modern day kind of defender now. Even like the fullbacks, you, you heard that terminology getting kind of invented maybe five, six, seven years, a modern day fullback, and it was the Kyle Walkers and the Kieran Trippers and these kind of guys. And but for the centre back, I think Celtic being being able to handle the ball is, is pretty important. Speed is a huge asset for any player. If you got a, if you've got a defender who is absolutely rapid, it does give you probably an advantage over most. You know, when you've got these strikers who you expect to be quicker than defenders, if you've got someone that can match that and, and beyond, it is a big, big weapon to have. I wonder if we'll see a difference as well, because Ange Postacoglu, you know, super attacking, um, this kind of really eye-catching style of play, but from memory, did Brendan Rodgers put more emphasis on his centre-back stepping out yeah. and getting involved than Ange Postacoglu did? Yeah, and keeping the ball. It, it maybe looks slightly slower on the eye the way that Brendan used to play, but one thing I used to notice about them is they used to be 15 yards, the centre-halves, inside the opposition's half. You know, they didn't defend on the halfway line. They'd be right in there because they would keep the ball and they would keep you moving. So what Kenny's saying there about the pace, it is so, so important because at times you're going to be countered and the amount of space they leave between them and I know Joe Hartsman's push up the pitch, it's gonna, you're going to be in a foot race at times because teams are just clearing the ball basically against Celtic and then you are in a foot race. So the pace is so, so important. But yeah, you know, he has his defenders, as I said, over the halfway line. So I expect anyone that he brings into that club, yes, they need to be able to pass, but they have to be able to run because there's nothing worse, as, as we've seen with, you know, players down the road like Harry Maguire. When you've got space in behind you, nobody wants that if you can't run. Mm, so overall, Ricky, you feel like it's coming together? Is there still more to be done after this one? I like. I think they bring another couple, another maybe another two. I, 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 I people keep saying we need to replace Jota, but I think the boy Yang. I think this is guy. This guy's going to be a sensation for us this year. That's just my opinion. Hey, we've got enough wingers, as I would say. Hasevanovic. I think maybe Brendan could get Meru to him denounced that he's got the ability. We've seen it last year, but I think Brendan could maybe get Meru to him. You know. Is what he's doing with O'Reilly. And because he's answered the new, obviously he's not involved, but I think something's happening in the background. And with Kyogo coming back and no just being up front, coming back into the whole filing or even further back and picking up a boss thing, I think Brendan has got that plan for him to play like that playing in the mm. Champions League yeah I mean, we League, was, I was that's an alternative oh sorry was on the bench at the weekend so yeah. presumably he's fit enough Yang did we see a nice little cameo from him with the way that, that goal the third one wasn't it yeah the third goal for O'Reilly I think he was lively you know even out with that yes it's a fantastic assist you know a couple of step overs goes down the line and cuts it back kind of a trademark kind of Brendan goal wasn't it they used to do that the cutbacks they used to work on all the time um, but he did look lively but for me Hatsabanovic like you said was on the bench and still two wingers came onto the pitch and, and he wasn't one of them. So for him, maybe that might become a worry. And that's what I'm speaking about. If they sign another one, you know, maybe he'll be the one to go. Yeah, I think he had been injured, Kenny, so it might be very innocent. But maybe the next few weeks then, you'll, you'll get the impression because once well, so you've got two weeks left of the window, so... 
Listen, I'll, I'll, everything will become clear with all, all our teams, uh, uh, what they've done, uh, what they're looking to sign. If, again, number-wise, Celtic don't need another winger. Like that's it. I mean, I've got to agree with Ricky. But they might just not have the winger that, that Brendan wants, which might lead them to dip into the transfer market again to get the right one, if, if that's what he feels is, is right. And if that does happen, I mean, you're sitting with six, seven wingers, it's a lot, like yeah. Marv says. I mean, I think sitting fourth or fifth choice is, is, is tough enough, but to be sixth or seventh, you know, you're, I mean, you're a long way down that pecking order and everybody wants to play football, so you, you would maybe see another one go. But I still say, I think at this moment in time, maybe a striker would be a more Do you think Maeda could be the striker? It could be. He absolutely could be. I think he, he plays there for Japan. Yeah. Uh, Personally, I don't think he's he brings great pace, he brings great work ethic. I think in terms of quality, he's a little bit limited off that wing. He might be more suited to playing through, so he could be an alternative. But let's be fair, if Kyogo's fit, Kyogo's playing. Yeah. You know, that's it. And I know people are saying about maybe Kyogo playing off and maybe Maeda playing up. I, I just can't mm. see that happening. Thank you, Ricky. 01419511025. Good time to call. We'll try and get you up next and a full-time teaser as well. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller are here on 0141 951 1025. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB. We're going to take more calls. I can see Andy in Bells Hill is lined up. But first of all, let's do this. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Teaming up with you for fast turnarounds and competitive prices. You like that? We've got music for the full-time teaser. Do, do you know what I was about to say? No, I didn't realise that there was music for that's that. New. This is the first that's time. That's, 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 new. that's new. Really? You two are trialling it. I mean, it doesn't change anything for you. No, I like it. The listeners still send the questions, you two still struggle with the answer. It's the same old format, but just, you know, got a little bit of... A little bit of showbiz. Bit lively, like like good. Uh, thanks to Grant McIver, McIver, forgive me if I've got it wrong, for sending this one in. And remember, you do submit the questions, so it's full time at Clyde1.com. Uh, get them over to us. And I like it. I like this one. Can you name the last five men who've managed two top flight clubs in Scotland in the same season? So can you name the last five men who've managed two top flight clubs in Scotland in a single Season The clubs were in the Premiership At the time of management Okay Jim Goodwin Easy one from last season Dundee United And Aberdeen Jack Ross No Good start mm. I don't think we're going to keep that music going Until the end of the show no, no, by the way Just, it, just don't, don't worry about Very that Very distracting so <laughs> Yeah that's what made me say Jack Ross That's <laughs> how <laughs> uh, I think I'm toiling at the moment It's a good question that you know Because the answer There's nothing outrageous there But just to It's a thinker Yep It is And it goes back a bit I must say Not It goes Pre-me It goes back pre-Marvin Oh that's a problem Um, How many of the answers? Don't worry about that Because you've heard of them all And it's Alex McLeish? No Not that far back then No Okay Mm. Good one that though I like it Okay we'll leave it there for now Can you name And you can get involved in this You can answer away on, on Twitter if you want Can you name the last five men Who've managed two top flight clubs In a single season Jim Goodwin's a great example Dundee United And Aberdeen Andy is on the line Andy how's it going? Aye no bad mate Good you? Yeah not bad Everything going well I assume What's your point tonight? 
I'll, I'll get to, can I can I give you an answer is Neil Lennon no I can't believe it <laughs> cut oh. him off cut him oh, off Neil dump Lennon it's a red card Neil defense. Lennon dump it no oh, it's a red card Neil Lennon Neil Lennon oh my word Andy's ruined brilliant Andy love that oh, any more Andy that. lad Andy don't don't do this to me <laughs> I'll need to cut you off and I'm looking forward to hearing your point take it away Good. Oh, listen, do you know what it is? I was I'm thinking to myself, just, I'm, I'm listening to the. I'm a Celtic fan, by the way, so it's not really one of the things for me, but I was watching the game last night and like, the, the, the progress for what's happened since sort of Michael Beals came in at, at Rangers, and I don't get the whole, the current comparison for his six games, this six games in thing and um, what the boys were talking about earlier on, in the, in the six games that Ange had at, at the start of his when he's come in and I, I feel as if maybe sometimes folk are actually writing off the fact that Michael Bull's been there for the best part of like nine months, do you know what I mean? Mm. And this, this whole six games is comparison thing but, but in, in top of that you're sort of skipping by like, like what Giovanni, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst had done like, there was a European final in there and then obviously he got punted for, for doing what he did at the start of last season and then obviously everything's sort of not getting taken into account from then till now not not that it should be you know, it's mm-hmm. not that it doesn't bother me that much but I just find it a bit bizarre that the guy's been compared to um, on this sort of six comparison, do, do people know? I, I, I assume because you, obviously you're 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 bang on. I think there's, there's a couple of tweets making a similar point. I, I I just assumed the comparison was in terms of building a new team because remember when when we were having that discussion, the caller was was asking about players hitting the ground running. You know, I, I think I don't know. We do have our moments to be fair, but I think everyone acknowledges Michael Beale was there last year, so not necessarily him specifically. And by the way, it's a compliment to Ange Postacoglu talking about how quickly you can get your own team hitting the ground running oh, at no, the... That's well, that. just where I was coming from. Mm. I don't know if, if maybe people have got a different... That was the context. No, even, even like, like the, see, like the point like Kenny was talking about, so in the next couple of games, um, Michael Beale could have a better record than Ange did at the start of his. And I mean, yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, it's not the start in, of in, 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 relation, in relation to these new, nine new signings coming, because if you, want, if you went back to Michael's first six games, then he would have. You know, it's that, that's it. You know, so it's, it's about the first six games of this season with this new team. That's only where the comparison is because Ange never had a great start. And by the way, a lot of you Celtic fans weren't happy about that start and look how that turned out. The point is that this start of this new team and so how some of these new signings have performed early, that doesn't mean to say that it can't change quickly and Rangers can't have a successful season. That's pretty much where the comparison ends. Yeah, I, I don't know, Marvin. I thought, I thought we were having the discussion based around new players hitting the ground running at the start of a season for yeah. the avoidance of doubt we wholeheartedly as a station acknowledge <laughs> Michael Beale has been here before yeah is it was, it was just okay? about yeah exactly about the, about the new players and like you said it was a compliment to Ange because we, not only do we speak about the new players and his players hitting the ground running but you saw his style straight away maybe the results weren't picture perfect at the start in the first six games but you saw his style straight away in the tempo etc so yeah that, that's where we were with that Andy it doesn't need to be mitigation. Michael Beale, you know, came in and had to had to do a job. But one thing that would just be different would be when you come into what, remind me the month that November. In, when you come into November, obviously you don't have the scope then to bring the players yeah. in. Now, now we are just kind of stating the obvious. Well, and 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 it's also been off the back of a rebuild with a lot of players gone and a lot of familiar faces leaving and a lot of big players leaving, and there having to be a lot of. 
uh, new players coming into, into Ibrox. So that's, again, like you say, that's that's what you're talking about, is a new team uh, getting these new players to gel quickly and win games and really, really important games as well when you're talking a domestic season. Again, for a Rangers perspective, Celtic have just won a treble. Rangers need to start well. Well, that quickly went on that first day at Kamarnock. And you throw in the big Champions League qualifiers at this stage where you really need to be... If you're not right at the top of your performance, you need to be finding a way to get through and win. And fortunate enough for Rangers last night, that happened. Sorry, Andy, and you come. No, no, all I was going to say was looking back on it as well, you could actually say that the guys know had... Um, it's not even as if he's had to find, find his feet off. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, try to settle into where he's came from because he's obviously been here before and then mm. for, for, a, for a successful spell probably the only successful spell in Rangers is history in the last what, however long years and then he's, he's went away for a short time and then come back again so the guy's actually got a knowledge and a, a base on what to build from and he knows everybody around the club and he knows like, the, sort of the, the, the youth and the better players that are going to come through as well so he's got that ground in there so I feel as if the guy should actually have a better starting point for any other manager that was mm. ever going to come anywhere near the club. See, you know to be I mean? fair, I, I think, though, is that not why? Because, look, I don't know how this has got sort of misconstrued. We're talking about a, a lot of players coming in in the summer and how quickly they hit the ground running. If you're wanting to talk about specifically Michael Beale, I think the jury is out on Michael Beale for a lot of the Rangers fans that phone here. I think there's a real divide. I think you watch... Mm-hmm social media as well so I don't think the Rangers fans are um, disregarding what they saw last season Marvin No no not at all I, I don't think they are I totally agree with you to be fair I think at either of the Glasgow clubs you know if you lose a couple of games or you lose a game then the jury's always going to be out on you but no I, I agree with what you're saying there Gordon the jury probably is out on, on some Rangers fans Just for some and I don't yeah. know how many I can't quantify but, but it, it but. even when they're winning I remember being on the show and people still weren't happy with the performances you know let alone obviously the first game of this season that they lose in, in the league and you know speak, people speaking about yesterday's first First 45 minutes um, so yeah the jury is still out but you know that's that's the pressure you get when you're, you're managing a big club Andy what about your own team made that new signing today is that is that one you were, were kind of looking forward to getting done what's the what does the, the remainder of the jigsaw look like I I think it's, I'm, I'm more than happy with it, to be perfectly honest but I, I just feel as if um, it was, it was we definitely needed to strengthen in that area I've not seen much of the guy it's like everybody else into you see a bit of YouTube and um, everybody looks great but I think we'll, we'll wait and see and see who settles in whatever way they're going to settle but uh, it can only be a good what I, was, what I was looking forward to seeing more than anything else was Brendan's pull of signings coming in because I feel as if maybe the, the bulk of the guys that have come in now have, have maybe been like, sort of noticed prior to him coming in or I know he signs off on them but I, I would like to see who he wants coming in and then I, I, I probably not that I'm not going to be excited about the guys that are walking through the door but I'd just probably be more excited than the with the guys that he's mm. sort of uh, noticed and he's he's identified as, as guys that are going to turn around for him um, but as I say as I, I've from what I've seen so far and um, us not playing to the best of our ability with all the guys that are coming in the door for us as well and guys that have went out but um, at least the, the results are Looking good, and uh, for that aspect of things, I, I don't suppose it can get much better. And it can, and obviously, I reckon there could be or should be another at least two or three faces coming mm. out of the door, and hopefully a couple that you would maybe have known that without having to look at YouTube. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but at the same time, though, Andy, you've you your team has done very very well with so-called unknown players in the last few seasons, haven't you? I, I that's I think the thing is is now I I, I don't think people really. Recognise Celtic and Rangers now as, a, as selling clubs. I think in the past you were like somewhere where people came, like names came, and you, you held on to them until they were 
they weren't going you weren't going to get any um sell on fees for, for certain folk because we were we were a big draw. Um but I think but we are we are selling clubs now, it's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? The way the world that we're living in. Both of are selling clubs and, and you have to do that. You have to be uh, frugal and, and get guys that you can actually move on for, for decent money. That, that, I don't mind that at all. I don't mind guys making their name here and um, and then moving on for it. But it's 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 like that old thing when it mine used to bring in like a the boys don't remember you used to bring in like a, a, a January loan sign and like a Robbie Keane yeah. or something and everybody was like buzzing and um, but I don't you don't see the names, the actual names, the, the pre established names coming in anymore. I'd like to see maybe somebody at least that you'd heard they but I like I like the fact when guys come in and you see them and like, mm. a Hatati or a Kyogo and they just light you up and like a jaw and that you just you have to make you grin, do you know what I mean? It's that's what you watch yeah. watch football for. Because that was one of the, the sort of Discussion points that came up around Ryan Fraser: Do Celtic sign twenty-nine-year-old players who've had careers down south anymore? Um, and I don't know the answer. Obviously, when Brendan Rodgers was here before, he signed a twenty-seven, I think, year old winger who had had his time in England and came up here and did pretty well. And his name was Scott Sinclair. For those who didn't know where we were going, but I don't know. Did the Celtic still do that? Maybe not. I, don't know. I, I think I think they do. I think if the player is going to benefit the, the club, I don't think Brendan cares about their age or where they've played before. Um, you know, Ryan Fraser for me, and I said about it earlier. I think he impacts Celtic in a positive way. I think his performances on the pitch will definitely help them both domestically and in Europe because we were speaking about it earlier, kind of you know that sheer pace that he does have and the levels that he, he has played at. I think he, I think definitely it's not like he's 33, 34 and he's on his way out. He's twenty nine years of age. So there's still going to be a massive hunger there from him because listen, he's being frozen out at Newcastle at this moment in time. So yeah, you know, I think they do they do sign players if they think that right, we're going to get something out of him. But they would prefer, as Andy's saying there, to sign players that they can bring in, get a couple of years usage out of, and then sell on. And the reason that Scottish clubs have to do that because you have to bridge the gap somehow. You know, if you're going to be playing in Europe against Man Cities, etc., that have you know ridiculous amount of money because what the league generates, then you're going to have to bridge the gap somehow. So it is. You know, finding those players that aren't as well known to maybe the English clubs or the Spanish clubs, etc., bringing them into Scotland, they help you, you know, win stuff domestically, do well in Europe, and then you sell them on. So that's that's just the way the cookie's crumbling at the moment for Scottish teams. Every team's a selling club nearly now, Kenny. I don't think there's many out there. Listen, they would love to be a selling club. If, yeah. if, if you could be bringing players in and you've got a, a conveyor belt of guys and your recruitment mm. team's bang on that you can find these gems uh, and bring them in and sell them on for, for profit, again... You, they're good signings, they're good players, so they impact your team and they, and they improve you in, in that regard. But then you go make you a few quid after a year or two as well. Like that's that is every single football club's model. You know, we're obviously on a lesser scale mm-hmm. than, than some of the bigger leagues that Marv just mentioned there. But there's no doubt. I think over the last few years, our clubs have got a, a truer market value for our, our talent. You know, when you think of the Kieran Tierneys and the Calvin Basses and how much money they've went for. And even when you go down to like the Tiktar and Hickey moving on and and, and these these players, Hibs there, I think like Doig's moving on and these yeah. guys, like, you know, there's, there is, we've got a truer market value. I think even Dundee United back in the day when they held mm-hmm. out for really good money for uh, like for the Gary McKay Stevens and Gold. And, the, and Gold. Like, you know, they've got good money for uh, for these players. But now, yeah, but all our clubs are going to be selling clubs. Uh, Again, like I said, they would love to be because that means they're still getting mm. the good players in and they're doing their work good. Andy, I liked it. Give us a call back. I like, I like your style. There was lots to get through with Andy and Bells Hill. Hopefully we can do it again. However, you two have got work to do on this full-time teaser. I think I just saw Marvin Bartley trying to look at my bit of paper. <laughs> can you name... He was giving it the Did old, you get any of <laughs> He was giving it the old pretend eye, Rob. Yeah. 
I'm trying to see <laughs> over. Can you name the last five men who've managed two top flight clubs in a single season in Scotland? The clubs were in the top flight at, at the time of management, not necessarily anymore. Um, so Jim Goodwin, Dundee United and Aberdeen. Neil Lennon is Back Andy gave away. So you two have actually only got one. Uh, Hibs and Celtic in the 18-19 season. Um, any future callers have got any answers? Feel free to <laughs> no, jump in early no, and no, get no, them no, in. No, no, no. I got John Hughes. Nope. No, oh, perfect. I had him on my list as well. Yeah. What about Robbie Nielsen? Nope. No, because was, did he only leave Dundee United whilst they had got promoted? End of the season. Was it? Yeah, yeah, so they had won the league, so yeah. they were actually a Premier League club. No, I'm Anyways, it's no the next season. Right, okay, no, 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 no. Uh, so no John Hughes, no. Uh, I'm toiling. Okay, I'll give you one clue for now. You're not a million miles off with John Hughes in terms of clubs managed. Right, okay. What two clubs did you have in mind? Falkirk? No. Hibs and Hibs. Ross County? No. Hibs and. Inverness? Yes. What other managers done that mm. in one season? This is pre Marv. Oh, come on. Just though. Oh. Just. Right, but you gave us a clue. Right? We'll might be there. the re- might be the reason they signed you. Actually. <laughs> oh. Now that I think about it. Who took them down? Who took them down? I know Jason Cummins missed a penalty against Hamilton. He was a manager. Oh on, Terry, Butcher. Terry Butcher. Terry Butcher. Two yeah. to oh, get. Mark. We'll get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Right, we're on the home straight on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller's not even got his headphones on <laughs> if you're watching the live stream, but we're back. We're back in business. Uh, and still time for you to get your calls in on whatever topic you wish. We've got a good full-time teaser. For the guys as well This this is great This ticks so many boxes From Grant McIver McIver Pronounce however you will uh, Because we're only looking For five answers But that doesn't mean It's easy Can you name the last five men To have managed Two top flight clubs In a single season Jim Goodwin did it Just last season Didn't he Dundee United And Aberdeen Neil Lennon did it With Hibs And Celtic And Terry Butcher I gave you a clue For that one mm-hmm. For Inverness And Hibs 13-14 season Which did not end well Sorry Hibs fans. <laughs> Any more? Alan Stubbs? No. Jim McIntyre? No. Paul Hartley? No. I've Think. got nothing. I've... Uh... Okay, I'll give you a bit of... Hey, what? Well, that was a big gap one. No, I'll see it. I'll see it. You nearly swallowed that one. I know. And then I remembered it's going to be wrong. All right, don't yeah, bother. It doesn't bother. Give us a laugh anyway. Stephen Robinson. Nah. Rubbish. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you a bit more of a time frame clue. So we're going back a bit. These are the two furthest back. I don't want to narrow it down too much. Let's just say Terry Butcher was Inverness and Hibbs the 13 14 season. A couple of seasons before that. Oh, I'm done. Over to you, King Kenny. I mean, you've heard of them both, though, I would imagine. Oh, in fact, 100% you'll have heard of them both. All right, listen, you've got until the end of the show, so we don't need to we don't need to rush. (laughs) Well, you need to get a bit of a move on. You don't need to rush. uh, Kenny, massive pressure on you. I've got nothing for you. Mm. Do you know my favourite tweet? Actually, I I meant to read this one out earlier. (laughs) Here we go. Where was it? It was um, MGH10. 
Uh, can you ask Marvin if he's going to kick Kenny Miller like he's going to kick Simon Donnelly and Mark Wilson at the Masters football next 100%. month? 100%. That's all he's got up his sleeve. Is that right? That's all he's going to kick I, I, I had to find out about the... If you get sent off, do you just miss that game? or do you No, miss no, you've got a three-game suspension. Man. No, it's just a Simbin, they told me. <laughs> Is that all you're relying on? Yeah, because we're going to be... In trouble, I think. Do you think so? Yeah. I hope none of your teammates are listening. <laughs> There's a lack of mobility in my team. We still haven't come up. We need a Clyde One Super Scoreboard plan for this. You're, yeah. us, you're in the Rangers team. Yeah. Mark Wilson and Simon Donnelly in the Celtic, Celtic. team. Practically the Super Scoreboard. Are you coming down 11. to support? I'll have to be. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I might be able to get you a strip. <laughs> Sounds like it. Maybe be the ref. I do enough getting in between you two and you. I don't, I don't fancy that. But uh, you, so you're both looking forward to it, are we? Oh, big pressure. Kenny's team's decent. Yeah. I've had a look. But you've not got a goalie at the moment. Uh, well, yeah, I saw, I saw a couple of people you were tagging. Yeah. yeah. A Someone who just retired. Uh, some, yeah, somebody's just retired. <laughs> Listen, I don't even know if it's been if he's confirmed or no, but yeah, he would be a good addition to the team. There's been a lot of kind of defenders thrown us. So there was a wee defender slot that was left that? is available yet, but uh, you can jig the team a bit. I think I might have just got a nice recruit tonight, actually. Oh, but wow. I've got to leave that oh, for the big bosses to allow. I wonder who it is. <laughs> but anyway, obviously, Marcy, we're looking for legs, we're looking for. Connor Goldson. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't make age. Strings. Yeah, we should have played James Keaton's. We have to be over 34. Yeah. Is that the rule? I think yeah. it's 35, actually. Is it 35? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we've got Grant Holt instead. So when is it next month? Yeah, 9th, 9th September. 9th September, September yeah. Brilliant. There Big night. Speaking of Hibs, you like that? Mm -hmm. Seamless transition. I do like 3 that. 1 up. I feel like most other clubs right now would be confident of that <laughs> progression. Is there something about Hibs currently that you're just not too sure tomorrow against Luzerne? I'm confident, as Kenny said, that, that they will score. We were speaking earlier, kind of, during the break, that, that they will score. I'm just... My worry is if they concede the first goal, how they react to that. Um, because, you know, Sunday against Motherwell, your beloved Motherwell, they weren't great at all. And they looked tired, extremely tired. Just can't handle Mika. <laughs> which, is, which is a massive worry going into, you know, Thursday's game because they don't really have a lot to rotate. Adam LaFondra came on at halftime and so did Martin Boyle after both being rested. Um, you know, Joe Newell played another 90 minutes, um, which again is a worry because he was a star man last Thursday. So yeah, if they concede the first goal, it would be a massive, massive worry for me because I'm not sure how they would react. And it wasn't a 3-1 game last Thursday, if I'm honest, you know, speaking as a neutral, it wasn't a 3-1 game. So, you know, I think it's a, a massive, massive first 60 minutes, especially in this game coming mm. up. Although Lee Johnson said at the weekend that performance was as a result of Thursday tiredness. So do you think psychologically, Kenny... Can you park the Motherwell game? Can you remove it from from the middle and almost take confidence from Luzerne last week and, and take that into this week? You know what? I, I don't even know. What, like, see, mm. when, you, when you throw these things out, oh, well, you've played a game on Sunday, so is that now going to affect you for Thursday? Mm -hmm. You know, and then is it going to affect you next week? Uh, listen, these teams, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeens, Rangers, Celtic, they need to be fighting to be in European competition. Mm. You want it in bias. If you don't get it as a manager, then you're, you could be in trouble in terms of losing your jobs. So I, I don't like the kind of... As a fact, yeah, you're playing Thursday and Sunday, the same as playing Wednesday and Saturday. You know, it's the same as playing Saturday and Tuesday when there's midweek fixtures in, in the domestic scene. I don't like the excuses of, of that. Mm. Absolutely, you're going to be tired. That's why you've got to put a squad together that can cope with it because you're in it and you want to be in it. And by if you get through this, what a tie you've got in the next round as well. Incredible. And by I think Hibs will go through. I do think they will go through. I think they've got a... That, that goal was, was massive. Just Absolutely massive. Just on the fatigue front, as Kenny's saying there, they actually rested, they rested, I think, seven players on, on Sunday in their game. So if they hear of that, 
you know, that old hips are saying they were tired on the Sunday coming into Thursday's game. They're just thinking, listen, start this game fast because there'll be an element of that still mm. within their legs. So, yeah, that's not made me feel much better. Well, Zern Hibs tomorrow, then Hibs with a 3-1 advantage. Hearts Rosenborg closer to home. That's going to be interesting, mostly due to that late Lawrence Shankland goal. And before we get to the game itself, let's hear from Frankie McAvoy, Hearts head coach, it is, isn't it? Uh, he says he does expect her to be interested in Lauren Shankland after links to Saudi Arabia. However, he's not aware of any contact with the club. I think, well, obviously, Joe and uh, Nazi deal with uh, recruitment and transfers. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's not intimated to me that he's, he's wanting to move on. Uh, I'm not surprised if there is speculation regarding him because he's a top player. He's our captain. Uh, and I would expect interest, if I'm honest with you. But... Nothing that I am aware of at the moment. So as far as I'm concerned, he's our captain uh, and hopefully he's available to lead our line tomorrow night. You don't know if there's been any interest, any contact at all? We've not heard anything at all, no, if I'm honest. Every club's just waiting, every player's waiting in the big payday at the moment, it seems. Um, He's Hearts captain, he's their main man. They won't want him to go, I don't think, unless there's a hefty, hefty fee coming in. No, they won't want him to go, but if, if there's truth in, you know, the links to Saudi Arabia, I don't think any player from Scotland, I don't think any club will stop a player from going there. Um, also, the club are going to get, a, like you said, a hefty transfer fee that they can reinvest. One thing I would say is, you know, maybe tomorrow has a massive outcome on whether he does go or not. You know, if he can get into, obviously, the Europa League, you know, if they can get through the rounds, then that's perfect for him. But still, I think financially, you know, if a Saudi Arabian club comes in and, and the money they mm. offer, I think it'd be difficult for him. I think we need to leave it there because you've got two more answers to get on this full-time teaser. Don't forget, full-time at Clyde1.com to send it in. Thanks to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions, East Bride, the new trade counter that specialises in made-to-measure bedroom wardrobes. So thanks to the guys there for helping us out with the full-time teaser. What have you got? Two more. Two more men who've managed two top-flight clubs in a single season. Jim Goodwin, Neil Lennon, Terry Butcher. The two in question that you're looking for were from the 10-11 season. And just because you know all the big movers and shakers in Scottish football listen to this show regularly. Keith Lasley, the St Mirren CEO or whatever the title is, forgive me if I've got it wrong. Mm-hmm. He's got it. He's nailed it. Oh, has he? Aye. Why might he get it? Because maybe one of his teams. Was it Motherwell manager? Mm-hmm. Who was that then? 10-11. Oh. The clubs were Motherwell and Aberdeen. Goodness, okay, I can begin. Craig Brown? The late, great Craig Brown. Craig we go, 10-11. Yep. Same season, you'll get it when I name the two clubs. Got to. Killian Hearts. Gary Locke? No. Nope. Oh, I thought you were going to say oh, it. Oh, no. Gary, oh, no, come on now. A famous Hearts name, this one. Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries. Oh, yep. Kenny, fantastic. There we go. Thank you, Marvin Bartley and Kenny Miller. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tweeting and staying in touch. We always appreciate it. We are back tomorrow, Thursday night. Big night for Hibs and Hearts. We'll be back with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL from six. And in the meantime, you can stay right there. We'll speak to you at six o'clock tomorrow, but plenty more to come and Clyde one throughout the rest of the night. It's good night from us.